So let me give you the intro for the week. So as you guys know from last week, I told you guys I was a little stressed out because I had the Galentines, the sipping shop with me, and like I had a busy weekend. Well, thankfully everything was a success. The Galentines was so much fun. It was really cool just seeing like all the girls' faces when they got here and they all had their little gift and everything, literally almost everything that I had at the house, like I made. Like I made the cake, I made the chocolate covered strawberries. I made uh, the little boxes and then I made um, their little letter on this little heart shaped acrylic thing. Like I went all out for this Galentine's and I was really proud of myself, but the girls really loved it. They painted a little heart. We had such a good time. It was very, very chill. Um, at first they were like, are we going to go out? Cause I need to know, like, are we going to go out? Or are we just going to chill? And I'm like, no, we're going to chill. We're going to have a good time. So um, it was really, really good. If you want to see a little bit more on that, I'm um, actually recorded it for YouTube. So um, yeah, you guys can watch it on YouTube, but it was a success. The sip and shop was really good. It was my first time hosting the sip and shop. Um, as you guys know, I told you like I wanted to just like get rid of a lot of the stuff that is in really good condition, but it just like just sits there. And, you know, I was talking to some of the girls that came. It's like once you have your favorite pair of leggings or one or two, like you just rewear the same ones all the time. So I just had so much clothes to just give away. And that's what I've already given so much away, donated so much away and given a lot to my sisters. But I was like, this is a great way to just like, you know, give back to the girls who are here in town. I didn't do a Poshmark or anything like that because that's a lot of work. Like I do not have the time guys to like sit down and take a picture of every little item front and back and put the price like I know I just don't have the time for that so I was like this will be the perfect opportunity to do that and any of the clothes that I had left over I just let my friends go through it it was so hard though like when they were picking out it, it hurts more with the dressy clothes because I like I don't know I guess like I have a memory which each piece of clothing and I'm like I like everything that they would grab I'm like I think I can use it again like I did not want to let it go like it was so hard but I'm really happy that it's going to my closest friends so they'll be able to wear it to go out and stuff so and they're always giving me a hard time because I'm always like okay we're gonna go out you guys have to dress nice you can't be in gym clothes so they're like okay this is perfect so now I can have extra clothes when Jazzy wants to go out unexpectedly because for me like I always have clothes because obviously I make content and stuff but I like to go out to eat I like to go on dates and I like to dress up so I always have like in my closet I always have like two to three dresses with tags on them and I'm not trying to say that like oh they're expensive like no it's like if I if there's a sale going on in my favorite store I'm gonna buy two or three dresses and have them because I know that I'm gonna use them whereas my friends they'll go shopping the same day that they need something I can't do that I used to be that person but now with like the content and everything I need to have clothes on deck so now they're understanding okay I need to have a few items of clothing in my closet in case Jazzy wants to go out so it was it, overall it was really really fun just seeing them and yeah, it was it was hard letting some pieces of clothing go, but it was a huge success. And then on Sunday, uh, my good friend Suzette, um, she's been on the podcast before. She does makeup. She hosted a bridal class and I was her model for that. And um, I was there for a few hours and it went great. So had a very, very busy week, but overall really good. We also went to the movies to watch um, Knock at the Cabin. I believe that's what it's called. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. I rated it like a five and a half, six out of 10. I think Chris rated it like a six out of 10, right? It wasn't, we went to watch it with our friends. We were so tired too. Most of the guys were already like asleep watching the movie. Like 
art was like Brittany like hit art and was like can you wake up um but it was good it was that it was between that or Megan and I heard Megan sucked so I was like okay let's just watch this one and like I said I gave it like a six out of ten definitely it's not a must watch so if you don't watch it you're not missing out and then just wanted to share with you guys a few of the shows we're watching now so we finally finished the Mindy project it started out really strong like it was really funny and good and towards the end it just wasn't that good I mean I think in the beginning you kind of like Mindy because she's just like she's she's a fun character but as like the seasons go goes on and she like becomes a mom and like she grows up or like you know she's a grown-up now she's like kind of a shitty person and she's a person that I would not want in my life so it just gets harder to watch it because I'm like damn she hasn't changed and she's still a shitty ass person so Chris and I didn't really like the ending the ending like the last two seasons just kind of felt rushed but overall we liked it in the beginning we thought it was pretty funny so I still would watch it again. Um, and then we started you. Uh, some of my friends have already finished it from the first day that it came out. We're only on the second episode of the last season. Um, and the first episode was good. So we're going to keep watching that. And then we are down to the last episode. It comes out next week of Physical 100. If, you not, if you've not watched that show, guys, it is so good. Um, for people who are into fitness and things like that, like I love watching people like, overcome hard like battles and things like that like i'm not meaning like sad stories and stuff i mean like like physical things like pushing themselves to their limits is amazing to watch and so and basically in this show it's um it's a korean show so we'll watch it in korean and then we'll just put the english subtitles because you get more of the emotions that way versus if you just watch it on english but the ops, it's like they take out the 100 most fittest people in Korea, bodybuilders, firefighters, uh, mountain climbers, like just crazy amount of people from different backgrounds. And they put them together and they have to overcome these obstacles, almost like Squid Games. And um, it's like a real life version of Squid Games. Everyone's like safe, though. Um, and it's just really cool to watch. It's amazing to watch. We like watch, binge watch two episodes that came out yesterday. Um, and yeah, it's really good. So I highly recommend that. And yeah, yesterday was Valentine's Day. We just watched that. We made some scallops and some pasta and it was really good. Um, got the recipe on TikTok and it was just really fun to do that uh, with the hubby yesterday. Valentine's Day is every day for us, right, babe? <laughs> so yeah, overall, that's that's I think all the intro. I did start. OK, I did start celery juicing again. So I started it two years ago, guys, and it really helped me a lot with my IC that I had. And then once we moved to the house, I kind of stopped doing it. But right now that I'm having all my issues and now that I know it's coming from my gut, I was like, OK, I need to start back up the celery juice. And I'm actually going to start reading a lot more when it comes to the gut. Um, and Chris started it, too, because it's also a great liver detox. So it's great for your skin. It's great for your uh, gut health. It's great for inflammation. It's great for your liver. Like there's so many good benefits to celery juice in the morning. If you want to know how you do it, you can research it or it's going to be up on my YouTube channel so you guys can watch it. I'll show you. I actually go into debt and show you how I juice in the morning. But Chris has been the one to have more of these side effects. And I researched it this morning because you purge for the first two days. We just started Monday. Today's Wednesday that I'm recording the podcast. And it says that you do purge the first two days. Um, I didn't think it was going to be as extreme as it was for Chris. For me, it was like I just went to the bathroom more frequently. So instead of going once a day, I went like two, three times a day on Monday. And then today it's been like twice. Chris, on the other hand, <laughs> okay, not to put my husband's business out there, but 
he went like seven times on Monday. It was insane, like crazy amount and like just an unhealthy amount. But I researched it this morning and it said that people who have more to detox and more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, what did I say? Yeah, more toxins in your body, they'll purge. So he's going to keep it up though, because I think this is a good sign, meaning, okay, your liver needs to detox and we're on a good path. So just wanted to share that with you guys um, and give you guys a little bit of intro of this past week. All right. So today's episode is going to be about binge eating. And as you guys remember, I asked you guys last week, um, if you didn't listen to the podcast, uh, definitely go listen to that. But I was hoping that someone would come on and talk about their experience with binge eating. Just because from my personal experience, I've never really dealt with that. I don't have the personal experience to get into that. Um, I have overeaten, uh, especially after prep and things like that. And even sometimes now, like it's when you're really hungry, you tend to overeat. Sometimes I've dealt with like, I've you know, I think that's normal. But binge eating is a whole different extremity. So I wanted to have someone who's actually experienced it, gone through it, kind of share her struggles with us. So um, you know, as I mentioned, someone, ple- I was like, can you guys reach out if you guys have dealt with this? And Sarah, Sarah, uh, breast, correct? Yes. Um, she DM me. She's like, I love to come on and just kind of share my story. So I'm just so thankful for her. So thank you so much for coming on today. Yes. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I want to disclaim this right away too. I'm not an expert. I'm just sharing my personal, personal experience with everything. Um, But yeah, so I'm excited to hop on and talk about it. Yeah. So um, as she said, like this is her her journey, guys. And for the most part, I know that I don't have to say this to my listeners because you guys are amazing. But for all the people who listen to the first like few minutes clips or whatever, um, this is her journey. And obviously we're not medical experts. We are just sharing our experiences and what we've gone through to see if because Honestly, most of the time we women all deal with the same issues and we go through the same experience. So I'm sure a lot of you can resonate with her journey or with my journey. And so we're just here to give you guys uh, as much help as we can from what we've gone through. So I know most of you guys are super supportive, but we still I still want to say that. Um, So let's get right into it. Um, Okay, Sarah, when did your binge eating start? Yeah, so I would say like. From a very young age, I had probably too much of a focus on like food and my body. I feel like it's becoming a lot more um, like that these days, especially with social media being so like pronounced, especially for even younger and younger girls. Yeah. Um, So for me, like I very much so started with like restricting my food a lot um, and it got to a point where it was very severe. Um, And then... Finally, it got to a point where I, I think I was like more so like trying to, it wasn't exactly my goal to like lose weight, Mm. but more so like I wanted to control or give myself a sense of false control Mm -hmm. um, in terms of like not gaining weight from like eating too much or eating certain foods that I felt like I couldn't normally eat. So I feel like I started falling into like the binge restrict cycle when I was in high school. Okay. Um, but I didn't really recognize exactly what it was and I didn't realize it was really like a bad thing yeah. um, until I got into college and it started becoming a lot more uncontrollable for me. I feel like especially like it became more than just like 
being like hungry or feeling like restricted from food, I would start to kind of feel like these urges um, to binge when I was in like a negative mental headspace or I felt like poor like emotions, like I was sad, I was upset or if things didn't go my way or I would even use binging as a way to avoid doing certain things I didn't want to do. Okay. Um, What do you mean by that? So like if I, and it's going to sound silly too, but like even... For example, it could be a simple task like I keep putting off like washing my hair and self-tanning because it takes too long. So maybe I'll like start just like nervously going into my pantry and I feel like I can't stop. And it's like I have the thought in the back of my mind like I should stop eating right now. Like I need to do what I need to do right now. And it's like I can't stop. And then sometimes it'll kind of send me into a well, screw it. Now I'm just going to get into my car. I'm going to go to the grocery store, get whatever I want or I've even ordered like $200 worth of like Uber Eats before. Like that's, I I think a lot of people also don't realize like the financial strain that comes with it as well. Yeah, I was about to say the financial strain. Yeah, like nothing else matters in the moment except for like that food and how you think it's going to make you feel. Yeah. But then like afterwards you feel terrible. Yeah, so right now you're 24, correct? Yes. So uh, you said that this started like mostly, the restricted eating started in high school, right? Middle school, high school, yeah. So at that time, because you're you're a younger generation, well, like you're only four years old, younger, yeah. but still, during that time, was um, social media a thing, or what caused you to start restricted eating? Like, were you part? Like, I don't know, was it sports? Like being compared to cheerleaders, or like, yeah. what was it for you that was like, okay, I need to watch what I eat? Because for me, when I was in high school, like we didn't have social media like we have now. Right. So I didn't know any better. I, I like ate what I wanted. I only didn't eat the junk food because my coaches would take it out of my hand. <laughs> but I also didn't have a good relationship with food because I didn't want to get fat, but I still wanted to eat the foods that I like, like pop tarts yes. and, stuff, uh, yeah. and stuff. And you didn't really like the knowledge that there is now about macros didn't yeah. exist when I was no. growing up. So what was it for you that was like, okay, I need to count my macros? Yeah. So it was more so like counting my calories. Like yeah. I, I would say from a young age, I had a very good understanding okay. of like calories in calories out. Okay. Um, so it's like, I almost felt like I found the cheat code to like hack the system okay. in a way. Um, but I would say like my restriction mostly like stemmed from like comparing myself to like my peers, not to say like I've ever been like a larger person yeah I've actually always been smaller but it's like in my head I'm I'm a very competitive person as well so I feel like I was in a very like toxic like friend group at the time and I remember there was one girl that I we had some issues in our friend group and she kind of made me feel inferior at times so like my way to keep up with her I guess was to try to be like the like fastest runner and the like be able to be the most disciplined with like my food and everything else um for the most part so basically like mean girls like in a way kind of kind of I guess I I think a lot of my early issues did stem from like comparison comparison and feeling like I had to be better in a sense and by me controlling my food I felt like I was better I yeah. guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, that's very interesting. That's why I was wondering. Cause I'm like, you know, for me, um, like I said, I didn't, when I was in high school, I didn't really think about food like that. Like 
I just didn't know much about calories in, calories yeah. out at all. And so what I would do is I would just not eat as much actual nutritious food because I wanted to eat the Oreos and I wanted yeah. to eat the cookies. Yeah. So I would have that, but I didn't ever go into like a binging cycle. Yeah. But you said yours didn't start until you were in college, correct? Like I would you say were, like really bad in college. Okay, yeah. because yeah. You, you would restrict yourself and then you would get upset and then go binge, correct? Yeah. Okay. Or it's like, it kind of also got to the point where it's like, I felt like the binging was like the only time that I felt like de-stressed and like, yeah. like, even though again, afterwards, obviously you have all of those like negative consequences from yeah. binging, but it's like in college when I was like stressed during the week, it's like, oh, I just want to like binge on the weekend and like yeah. not think about anything. And like, I would even put off like social plans and like hanging out with people, um, just so I could do that. Yeah. It literally gets to that point and it's insane that you would put food and binging over people that you care about. Yeah, yeah. So what was your mind? Um, okay, let me go back because uh, I'm asking so many good questions in my head. But okay, so when did you realize you had like okay, a problem? Like this is a problem. Yeah, I would say when I started to really like try and hide it from okay. like my roommate at the time in college and my mom because it is an embarrassing thing and it's not normal mm -hmm. and I think once I finally like was like okay maybe maybe it is weird that I'm like hiding these things and like hiding like you know wrappers in the trash or like eating in my car secret like just things like that it's like okay maybe this isn't you know a normal thing okay and when you realize that did you just keep hiding it for a while, yeah. yeah, and then I feel like I finally like found some people that I could talk to about it and vent okay. about it, and I feel like that's when I finally started to kind of do some more like personal development and deep diving into like why I do what I do yeah. um, and try to like mitigate those patterns because it does become a, at a point where you need to kind of like rewire your brain and rewire those patterns. And like in full transparency, I'm, I'm still working on it. It's a lot better than it was in college. And even like um, this past year, I feel like I, I went through a time where I was, you know, a lot better. I wasn't doing it. And then all it takes is like sometimes one really bad binge to send you back into yeah. like that yeah. um, position. Um, did anyone at the time like, your friend, like you said, your mom, did anyone notice? Did anyone ever like make comments like, yeah. hey, this is unhealthy or? I mean, so my roommate in college noticed, but um, I think because of my body size, she didn't think it was as much of an issue as maybe it was. And also too, I was like at times very sneaky and hiding about mm -hmm. when I would do it. Um, and my mom, um, she definitely noticed and kind of had like some talks with, you know, some tough love talks and mm. everything else. Um, and she did want me to like see a therapist at the time, um, which I'll be honest, I have not. Um, okay. I have seen a therapist in the past when I was in middle school uh, slash high school for like my other eating issues. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I don't believe in therapy. And I think that therapy can be a great thing. Um, but without insurance, it is expensive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, it's not guaranteed to mm -hmm. work. And I think there's a lot of work that you can do on your own. Um, and if you even find people in their life, in your life that you can like talk to, mm -hmm. um, it can be very similar. I'm not saying that it's going to replace therapy yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, she kind of, you know, put that out there because I think she had a harder time understanding. Yeah. Um, but back, so I'm from Indiana, back in Indiana, 
I had met um, two of my close friends and one of them actually deals with the same exact issues. Um, like she's the only person I've ever met where it's like, wow, like I really relate to like everything that you've said. I've done this, I've mm -hmm. done that. And I think having her at the time was very helpful, still very helpful today. We don't live in the same state anymore. Mm -hmm. She actually lives in Florida now, but we'll still talk here and there and like check, check in on each other and just kind of be like, hey, you know, like, how are you doing with this? You know, um, and we do have a lot of like similar triggers and everything else. Okay. So I feel like she's been very helpful. That's me. great. Um, yeah. I like the point that you said. Um, and that's what I was wondering, too, because if you're watching on YouTube or even with the clips that you get to see, Sarah's a very petite girl. Like she's, you know, she has a great shape. But and I was telling her the other day when I was talking to her, I was like, most people probably be like, and I know, like this is just coming from a negative place, but some person might look at her and be like, this skinny bitch doesn't have issues, but you have no idea what that person's going through. So when you were like your friends, you know, yeah. she's like, yeah. oh, she's kind of thin. She's probably not going through this. Did, when you would binge eat, would you put on weight or is your body the type to where it just kind of took it in? Yeah, so I actually have, put on, I've, I've gone up and down, I would say between okay. like a good 15 pound Okay. Radius, honestly, between like going through years of just like fighting, like binging, restricting, having times of where I'm like, I'm okay. Yeah. So again, I'm going to reiterate, like it's, it's been an up and down battle for me, Yeah. but yeah, no, I'm, I'm not immune to putting on weight. Okay. Um, okay. But I, I feel like right now I've kind of been like my, my goal would actually be to put on a little bit more weight, put on okay. some muscle. Yeah. But I feel like with what I have gone through, it's really hard for me to feel like I have to be like on point in a way with my food yeah um so do that I guess do you feel um did you feel like was your binge eating more I, I would say it's, it was more on the emotional state than actually like the weight stage and what I mean by that is when you would binge eat your focus was more on feeling better versus the scale correct like would you yeah. wake up the next day and weigh yourself or that wasn't even on your mind sometimes I would okay yeah actually because um no, I, I will admit, like, I've had issues with not not even, like, thinking. Like, honestly, sometimes if people will ask my weight, I'll lie and say higher. Okay. Which is, I know, very, yeah, I know. Really? Everyone wants to, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, 122. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So, like, it is something in the extent of, like, I see it go up, and I it's, like, a feeling of, like, oh, my gosh, I'm out of control. Yeah. But it's never, like, the number itself, I would say. Okay. I guess it's, like, the impact it makes that day versus yes. the actual weight itself. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. That's interesting. I was wondering about that because I feel like, for me, I would probably be scared about the weight as well, like, yeah. what the scale says. And yeah. I would probably stay away from this call because then it would even be, like, yeah. more a mental fuck for me. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, so that's interesting. I just wanted to, to ask that. Um, so you, and you mentioned it, you haven't actually like seeked outside help, correct? You've kind of just been handling yeah. on, on your own. Yeah. Okay. Um, what are some things that have helped you or when you were like, okay, this is a problem. Did you look something up or what kind of changed or what has helped you? Is it journaling or what to make you like be in a better space. Yeah. So I've definitely watched like a lot of YouTube, a lot of podcasts yeah. over it. Um, and again, like talking to my own friends and doing my own personal development and everything. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, yes, like food restriction has played a role, but I think people a lot of times uh, don't realize the 
restriction in other parts of your life can actually cause it as well. Okay. So for me, I feel like my binging is like always at its worst when I'm like bored, when I'm lonely, when I'm anxious, when I'm stressed. So like if I am feeling those things, I will try to do things to kind of like mitigate those feelings and emotions yeah. or kind of like fill that void that I'm wanting to fill with food mm -hmm. with another thing that's going to fill my cup. So like yeah. if I'm sometimes if I'm really anxious, like the gym's not going to do it for me. Like it's right. going to make it worse yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's just like treating myself that day, like going to the mall or like yeah. getting dressed up and doing something because it's like, if I, if I know that I have like plans that day, then it's like, okay, like I, I can't binge. Yeah. I, I will make a note though on the side and say that sometimes like having plans is a trigger for me to binge, which again, like, I feel like everything I'm saying sounds silly, but no, 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 it's not own, silly. Like, no, yeah. no, no, not um, at all. But it's like almost like the anxiety of knowing that I have to look a certain way like almost like sends out like a signal in my brain just no, like yeah. ah screw it I'm just gonna whatever like just ruin it for myself and it's it's so funny because like four six years ago like I I did not think that way at all like mm -hmm. it was very much so like I feel like I was a lot more like strict at times like I I got into like the bodybuilding fitness mm -hmm. world at a young age and I think that also attributed to a lot of my younger years of like restriction and everything yeah. else with that um but yeah. No, yeah, I definitely, um, I, I know exactly what you're talking about because for me, and I used to deal with this, like I said, I haven't dealt with binge eating, but I have overeaten mm -hmm. and I, I do have um, emotional connections with certain foods. Like for me, it's chocolate. Like when I am sad, when I am whatever, chocolate is my go-to mm -hmm. um, and so for me too, like if I, I used to be this way, if I had a shoot or like you said, a place you have to go, like something you have to go, like sometimes it could help. Like, yeah, you're like, okay, yeah, okay. I have this shoot. So I'll be more careful, whatever. But sometimes, and this is where it's so important. It's like, it's the restricting part. If you stress over yeah. it, if you start, if it becomes a stress factor in your life, I will start eating and be like, yep. fuck it. Like whatever. I'm just going to have a burger or I'm just like, if I tell myself like, you have to be super strict. You can't have burger, a burger. You can't go out to eat. You can't have pizza. Then I start just being like, you know what? Fuck it. Whatever. I'm going to have this. I'm going to have this. And then one day it turns into two days and two mm -hmm. and turns into three days versus if I'm just like, well, I'm just going to be cautious of what I eat. And then if I have a burger, so what? I had a burger. I might not have had the mm -hmm. fries. When you're not so stress focused, it's, yeah. it's, it's so different. So I completely understand where you're mm -hmm. coming from because for me, if I put more focus, I used to be that like that a lot for expos when I had an expo coming up mm -hmm. or um when I would go with ghost or whatever if I put pressure on that expo yeah oh girl it was like like a like I went into a spiral versus if I'm like you know what fuck it this pizza is not gonna make me look fat yeah. on this expo day I would have like one slice of pizza and be like fine yeah and you would I would wake up even better the next day like it was just like a fine thing but the more stress that you put on yourself it was like it's the restricting part the yeah. more you restrict yourself the more your brain goes you know what like it's almost like um what's it what's the word like a self-destructive mechanism yeah. you're like yeah well fuck it i'm not gonna look good so might as well like yeah like not and it's do like it. a slippery slope from yeah there, for sure yeah but, so i think another tip going into that is like do not restrict like don't i would say too like don't let yourself get too hungry yeah um so like I used to eat a lot smaller breakfast and now I try and like make sure I'm more like satiated in the morning and that kind of thing and, yes and that can at least like mitigate the binge it it doesn't 
always work depending on like my mental state that day. Um, but I would say again, like it, it's gotten a lot better. Lately, yeah. I feel the sure. same way too. Um, that's a really good point because sometimes we're in a hurry in the morning or we're like, you know, we're not going to have carbs in the morning, but it's so important to have a good breakfast size because then you can go throughout the day and you're not as hungry mm-hmm. because you do tend to eat and overeat. I do when I'm like yeah. really hungry. And sometimes I'm like, I'm doing a better job of eating more throughout the day too. Even if it's like, um, a granola bar or something, because I'm like, if I leave this house and I only had egg whites and maybe like one toast and I don't come home till like 4 PM, 5 PM, I'm going to be hangry and I'm going to be starving. and I'm going to eat things that I really don't want to eat. So I might as well take a protein bar or take something with me so that I can eat throughout the day. So I'm not as hungry when it's lunchtime or dinner time or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that's a very, very important point point but i understand that it doesn't yeah. stop the binging sometimes i'm sure like yeah. it's an emotional thing as well yeah okay so you said that it's still something that you struggle with correct yes um what are some of your um triggers yet you would say kind of like what are your current triggers right now that you would say make you go into a binge yeah so kind of like what i mentioned before like the feelings of like loneliness boredom stress yeah. anxiety um, if I have like something come up in like my like family, like family drama, yeah. um, that kind of thing. But I would also say too, just like if I eat past like a certain amount of food before a certain time, sometimes that can even trigger it for me. Okay. Um, if I like, I'm already just like not feeling good about myself that day. Yeah. That could trigger it. Um, or if like I, if I eat a food sometimes where I feel like, Ooh, maybe I shouldn't have eaten that. Or like that took more of my like calories for the day that yeah. I wanted. yeah yeah that triggers it so it again like I was saying it is it is very emotional and like depending on like my mental state and everything else but then it also is it does it is also like food and hunger dependent dependent at times as well I'm gonna take a glass yeah um (laughs) it's funny that she says that so I've mentioned this before on the podcast where for me um there's certain foods that so when I think about my childhood and I think about memories, I think about food. Because a lot of the things that I did growing up had had was around food versus my husband. He's not very food. We thought it was like a food-driven thing. So when we talked about it, we were like, okay, well, it's because your memories had food. But I was listening to a podcast literally an hour ago, and this doctor comes on this podcast, and it's the Ed Millett Show. So highly recommend that you listen to this podcast. So she talks about how your gut health is so important when it comes to cravings. If your gut health isn't good, you crave more. Meaning, Because a lot of people think that dopamine is made in the brain, but it's actually made in yeah. the gut. So, And a lot of the times, cravings are memories. So when you think about going to a baseball game, you don't really think about the baseball game itself. You think about the popcorn and the soda that you had because you're thinking about that memory and you think about how that memory made you feel, which your dopamine was high. So when your gut health isn't good, your dopamine tends to be lower. So you start to feel that void, that dopamine void with these memories of these things that made you feel good. And a lot of times you correlate it with food so you think okay like this chocolate or this hamburger is going to fill that void that dopamine because your dopamine is low but in reality you have it and then you feel guilty afterwards and that effect starts to pile on where it's like well your dopamine dropped again so you're trying to get that dopamine back up and you get into this vicious cycle so 
it was interesting to me to have like an actual scientific explanation as to why this happens. It's not just because you're hungry. No. It's because you're lacking this dopamine, dopamine yeah. in that's your body. A, yeah, that's funny because like my my roommate and I talk about uh, talk about that all the time because it's like we were actually talking about it the other night. Yeah, and I was saying like yeah, I feel like I just get a lot of dopamine from like food and eating like yes. much more than my roommate, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just very like interesting to think about it in that yeah. sense yeah so and that's the same with my husband i definitely get more of my dopamine through food um but the doctor was saying that it's important to have certain foods um like prebiotics and probiotics that give off that dopamine effect yeah. naturally versus going out to get it so i thought it was cool because it's like it's not just it's it's a good way for you to really think about what it is in your life that's like you said, missing, because it is a lot of an emotional part, right? And it does take a lot of self-work on yourself to think about, like, why am I triggered? Like, why am I wanting this food? What in me is missing? And what can I do that doesn't involve food to fill up this void? So when you have these triggers, um, do you always give into these triggers? Or is there something that you do to be like, okay, no, like, do you distract yourself with something or how is it for you? Yeah, so most of the time, like, if, like, the urge to binge, like, comes on, it is, like, pretty strong, and, like, uh-huh. if I can fight it off, like, for the day, sometimes it'll still hit me the next morning, because I okay. just feel like, in some ways, when I'm, like, trying to put off the binge, it almost feels like it's, like, a mental restriction okay. in a way, so then it's, again, it kind of, like, sets me off into, like, screw it mode, I just want to, like, go and whatever, Yeah, um, but I will say... For me, things that I can do to kind of, like, mitigate the binge is, like, again, like, call my friends or family. Okay. Going for walks can help. Not always, but they yeah. can help. If I'm already anxious, then, like. Yeah. Um, but, like, trying to, like, put on just something to, like, get my mind off of it. Maybe just, like, even leaving the house. Yeah. Um, I say that, though, in, like, a way, like, don't, like, avoid grocery stores. I was yeah, saying. I was about to say because um, I remember you sharing with me. So, Sarah yeah. was sharing with me that her binge eating is even to the point where like she orders Uber Eats or she'll go to the car, her car and go grocery shopping and get all this food where yeah. to me that was like shocking because it's like, it's just crazy to yeah. think that binge eating can be that severe. Yeah. Cause I mean, I've gone, I think for me when I've ever craved things like that, it's been on prep, right? Cause mm-hmm. you're so like, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. The, the, it's the restricting part, right? Yeah. Where I'm like, okay, I want to have this and this and that. I don't have it cause I'm on prep thankfully. And one yeah. of the things that helps me too is I don't buy anything after my show and keep it. Mm-hmm. But it's, it is like, it was interesting to see your viewpoint where you're like, no, I've gone in my car and bought a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So can you explain a little so, bit about that? Like, it's funny because that is one thing um, where again, like my roommate and I, like she has not had like quite the same experiences that I've mm. had. So like one of her tips to me was like, when I was dealing like really bad with it over the summer, she was like, oh, well, like when I feel like that, I just like don't buy it. And I'm like, okay. For me, it's like, I think because I do like struggle with it in such an extreme way or have like yeah. such a struggle with it in such an extreme way, I actually get like dopamine from buying the food. Yeah. And then I'll like tell myself, I'm like, ah, oh, I'll just have like one or I just okay. like won't eat it or for a while, like whatever. Um, That works sometimes, but it's like, say for example, like, again, this is going to sound silly, but sometimes I'll like binge on like protein bars. Okay. I'll be like, okay, like I can, I can handle buying like a box or two. I'll be Uh fine. And like what happens a lot of times is like, you know, I'll, I'll incorporate them into my diet. Like maybe I'll eat like one a day or whatever, you know, like 
Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, this should work. I should feel like satisfied. But it almost feels like whenever I eat one, it's like almost like a tease because like I feel like the binging side of my brain, like it's like I almost don't feel like it's even worth it to eat it unless I can eat it in an ungodly amount. Which again, it sounds like super weird saying no, but it out no, loud. I know, but like, so many people are going to be able to. Yeah. And I'm. this is why I'm asking you this because for me, the grocery store thing was never, a th- I never thought about that, yeah. but I'm sure a lot of women are going to be able to resonate with you. And even that, what you just said about the protein bar, I think for me, um, you know, I got it from a younger age because I think when I was really restricting uh, myself during like college times because I wanted to lose weight, I would go afterwards to like um, Krispy Kreme. They don't really have that here, but you know, mm-hmm. like Krispy Kreme yeah, donuts. Yeah, yeah. And instead of one donut, I would have like five or six, like at yeah. one time to yeah. where I would feel, feel so gross. Yeah. But my husband was like, okay, like you need to start thinking about food as when you feel like things like that, you just want to feel satisfied. You're not trying to feel mm-hmm. full. And so when I changed my mentality that way, that really helped. But I understand yeah. that that's not something that everyone can just pick up right away. Yeah. You know, for you, it's like, and my next question was like, do you feel satisfied when you eat all these foods? Yeah, so that, that is a good question. And I want to say too that like, I feel like there was a time in college, like mm-hmm. between high school and college, where I would would say like I was in a pretty good like remission with okay. binge eating. And I very much so had that like mindset. And that's mm-hmm. kind of why I said earlier is like all it takes is like one really bad binge sometimes to just like send you back into that spiral. Yeah. Um, because like, you go past the point of satisfaction. Like you, you might feel so stuffed, but then it's like almost that feeling of like feeling overly full, you know, it's not going to pass for a while. You almost are just like, well, screw it. It's not going to go like, it's not going to leave. I'm just going to keep eating. It's sometimes like the mindset. I know. That is so so crazy crazy because right now after prep, I would eat, um, and I would overeat. I know I overate. Um, but I would stop like, well, I overate because like I would have a big bowl of like um, a poke bowl instead of mm-hmm. eating like what I normally eat, like a hat, like stopping when I feel full, I would eat the whole poke bowl. Right. Yeah. But obviously it didn't hit me until like five minutes after you feel really full. Well, I would stop because I would not, I was like, I'm not, mm-hmm. I can't even fit any more food because I'm so uncomfortable. So for you to tell me that you would be like, well, fuck it. I already feel uncomfortable. You would eat more. How would you sleep? Like, I'm, I'm like, would your, the pain not be like, yeah. Did you not so, feel a lot of stomach pain is my question? I mean, you feel like really full a lot of times on the, yeah. on the days that I do binge. If I don't binge like early in the day, like sometimes I am able to like stop. Okay. And like if I have things like going on that day, which yeah. sounds crazy, like, oh, you're going to binge and then still like go out and I have to yeah. live my life. I have to do things. Yeah. Um, And like that honestly, like honestly has stopped me from a binge so many times where it's okay. like I'll kind of like honestly just like overeat, like maybe in the morning. And then it's like I have stuff, stuff to do later in the day, like that stopped me. But like other times it's like, okay, if I, for example, I'm like binging all day, I may not go to bed until like super, super late that night because it's like I'm working on the food digesting. And sometimes it's like still hard for me to like stop eating in those moments. Do you have bloating with that? Like how you said, like, oh yeah, yeah. You have to go and do things. So do you avoid wearing tight things or like, yeah, like, I'm we're like, talking like oversized t-shirts and like whatever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Um, I okay. definitely struggle a lot with like body image when I'm like in those cycles. Yeah. No, stuff. which I mean, I would, um, I completely understand that. Yeah. And I will, I will say it's been a while since it's been like really bad. Yeah. So like thankfully I haven't, you know, it hasn't been as much of an issue, but like I've had times where it's like, 
I've had so much sugar and like I'm having like heart palpitations and like I yeah I can't sleep I'm super bloated and it's like even with those feelings it's like sometimes I would still the next day do the same thing and it's like I just felt like I physically could not stop yeah um do you during that time do you deal with digestive issues like oh yeah yeah yeah. 100 percent um I don't know, like, how TMI, like, I don't know how TMI I want to, uh... No, yeah, you don't, you don't, yeah, but, like... <laughs> but, like, yeah, definitely, yeah. And I'm sure, like, cause, I mean, everyone deals with bloating at some point, so would you, do you take medication to help you with your digestive issues, or you kind of just let it pass? Yeah, I just let it pass. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, I just think everything you're saying is so... I'm just really grateful you're sharing your story because I'm sure so many women are dealing with this and, or have dealt with it in the past, yeah. um... I had a, a really good question to ask you. See, sometimes when I'm interviewing oh, people, no, I'm like in my head. I feel like, like in I had something story. else to say earlier too because it's like, like there's so much that I could like say on this because I feel like I've been through so many like yeah. phases of yeah. it where it's kind of like changed and evolved. And I feel like anyone who has had like food or eating issues, like a lot of times you can be in remission like for mm. a while and it's like you can have something else come up and then maybe it forms into something else because I didn't start out like – binge eating really you know so um it kind of like evolved more into that okay um now I remember okay (laughs) what kind of emotional toll does it take on you because I know like we we were talking about how it comes on it usually comes on when you're feeling lonely or whatever yeah what kind of emotional toll does it take on you when you after you binge eat it makes you want to be yeah uh sorry I didn't mean to cut no 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 no, yeah um yeah, I would say I feel guilty a lot mm. of times. Like, the next day, it's kind of hard for me to feel, like, motivated to get going and, like, continue doing things with my uh-huh. life. And I feel like I've gotten to a point now where it's, like, I try and wake up the next day and just treat it as a new day. And it's just, like, okay, that was one day. I can get right back on track. It's not that big of a deal mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things. Like, it's one day where I just really went off. Um, but I have had times in the past where it turns into a week of that. Yeah, okay. And um, it's tough because, like, once you do have a really bad, like, day where you binge, like, all day, the next day, like, genuinely, like, it's very hard to do a lot of things. And it's, yeah. like, as someone who is, like, an avid gym goer and, like, wants to, like, hit my goals and, like, everything else, um, sometimes you don't feel like going to the gym because you're, like, oh, I feel like shit. I look like shit. Like, what's the point? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it definitely takes, like, a mental toll. A mental toll on you. Um, is it – does it make social events harder, too? Yeah. No, for sure. Because okay. it's, like, anytime going into a social event, event before, I'm, like, anxious about, like, looking a certain way or, like, being around certain foods. Um, I'm nervous about, like, you know, again, like, being around certain foods at the social yeah. occasions or um, – you know, what if I'm here and I like get too hungry or what if I eat something that I don't deem like worth it? Like I'm still working on that mindset for Mm -hmm. sure because I think I still struggle a lot with like that like scarcity mindset and like feeling like a lot of my food has to be like perfect and exactly what I want. Yeah. And like that, that's life. Like you're not always going to eat or do exactly what you want. Yeah. Um, But I would definitely say sometimes like even social things can be like a trigger for me in a sense. Um, yeah, I would say social events is really hard. Um, you know, I mentioned this um, in the last podcast episode because I was listening to um, another podcast and um, Lane Norton was saying how, you know, um, 
binge eating is one of the hardest things to overcome because when you're an alcoholic, you tell alcoholics mm-hmm. to stay away from alcohol. When you're a cocaine or addict, you just stay away from coke. But when you are addicted to food, you yeah. need food to survive. You can't avoid it. You can't avoid it. And most social events have food. And it's like, I would think two social events are one of the hardest things for people with issues because it's like, when you go to a social event, like how many times are you really going to just have chicken and like lettuce? No, like yeah. there's going to be pizza and unhealthy food around you. And it's going to be very, very tempting to have it. So I think social events is one of the things that is probably one of the hardest things for people who do have because it's also like what you said like now you're around people and now you're like even more guarded and you're like oh well if I have this is that going to lead me to having this right is that the way you feel absolutely absolutely and I want to say too like I've even had like I would say like I'm also triggered sometimes by healthy foods like it's crazy I feel like sometimes I can't like say for example I buy like a container of like pre-cut pineapple at H-E-B. I bring it home. I can't just eat that till I'm satisfied. I have to eat the whole container. Okay. Like my mind is just like, I feel like it's, it does stem back to my childhood in some ways. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm almost afraid to be like wasteful of food or let food go bad. Okay. So it's like really hard for me to keep like fresh, like fruit and veggies in Mm -hmm. my house. Like I'll keep frozen instead most of the time, because for some reason with my brain, that just like makes it more Okay, no, and yeah. I don't feel like I have to like eat, eat it, all. it all. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's a really good point because I think a lot of the issues that we do have stem from our childhood, how we were raised, and things like that, or what you went through when you were a child. Um, and it all stems back from the emotional part. So that's why I wanted to ask you, like, have you sat down and thought about like I know you said you haven't like gone to a therapist, but have you um, sat down and thought about okay, like what? in my life or what is it emotionally causing me to go into the spiral like yeah. what yeah like, absolutely okay like, again i i feel like my roommate and i we have like these deep talks like before we go to bed every okay. night we're, we're like an old married couple like yeah. a lot of time, times like i'll be gone like for like the first half of the day and then she'll be gone like the last part of the day but then at the end of the day we'll come together and like okay kinda, that's like, nice talk out. yeah but no i feel like we've definitely both like deep dived into a lot of our like trauma and childhood issues and like I feel like for me a lot of my food issues just comes from like I feel like food was very much so a very central part of like growing up for me and I feel like my family always like emphasized food as being like the main thing like when we would get together when we would hang out or when we would meet up and it was just a very like I guess bonding and like comforting thing Mm -hmm. so it's like now whenever I feel uncomfortable or I feel like I need to control a situation or control my life I immediately just go, go to food, food. Yeah. yeah yeah no I I, I can resonate with that and yeah. I understand that because like the same when I'm going through I you know I'm grateful I haven't dealt with binge eating but when I do feel sad or whatever it is emotional distress I go to my chocolate or you know mm-hmm. but I mm-hmm. I can have one chocolate and I'm and good be okay. and be yeah. okay like I keep the mini size chocolates and I'm good. I know a lot of people could never have like the mini chocolates. I, I try sometimes. Uh-huh. Like I really, I try to tell myself like, oh, I can be normal like yeah. this time. And again, like I, I feel like I've gotten to the point now where I I actually had like my first binge in like three weeks this past weekend. Okay. Um, And before that, like I feel like I was mostly more so like uh, working with like overeating. Okay. Um, For a while at least. Mm-hmm. Um. But 
no, like for me, it's like if I have a bag of chocolates, like sometimes I can be okay. Yeah. And I can just have like one or two, you know, mm-hmm. fit it in, whatever, and be fine, move on. But if I have that bag of chocolates and maybe I've been fine up to a certain point, all it takes is, you know, maybe I had a really difficult conversation Thursday morning with my mom about XYZ. Yeah. Maybe I'm like, I just want like a piece or two of chocolate, you know, yeah. whatever. But then it just turns into, yeah. Yeah. Do you find that um, tracking your calories makes it worse? Do you track your calories now? Yes. So I actually do. I tried over the summer mm. to stop for a stint of two weeks, but I actually felt like it, it made it worse in some ways. Really? I think, honestly, and some people might disagree with me. Like, yeah, what I'm saying. everyone's might, different. Yeah, yeah. No, I just want to say, like, what works for me is what. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on what works for me to yeah. be honest. Um, and people are allowed to have their own opinions. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do currently track my calories. Um, not in like a restrictive way, but like it honestly does kind of like keep me from just like mindlessly snacking overeating to just turning that into a binge. Okay. Cause like what I found over the summer was like, it was nice to be a little bit more free and flexible, but like I have a very extreme personality okay. and I feel like for me, I'm either one way or I'm another. Mm-hmm. And I think when I stopped tracking, I was very much so like, it became a little bit too like loose. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I, I will, sorry to, no, 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 go, 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 go ahead. And I will say like with my job and like what I do, there are more pressures for my body to yeah be and look a certain way. And yeah. like, and that's, that is just, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, that's very interesting because I'm really extreme in certain ways, but I've had to really work on not being extreme with um, my physique and my food because of, you know, when I feel, for me, it's like when I feel more pressure, mm-hmm. I don't perform well. So yeah. um, that's what I was wondering because I think for me, I don't track calories. Like I don't ever track my calories. I've tracked calories in the, before, I've competed before, so I pretty much know yeah. what I'm eating every day. But if I... Like for me personally, if I was tracking, I think it stresses me out so much. So like if you're saying like, oh, you're going to fit in two pieces of chocolate. I think that would make me spiral because Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, my God. Was these two chocolates worth the calories that I'm eating versus when I don't think about it? It's it's like it's never happened. It's like, well, I had two small pieces of chocolate. That's not going to hurt me. But if I track it. Then I see, it like, oh yeah. shit, it hurt me, and it that would send me into a spiral. See, so see, so it's yeah. crazy how everyone is I different. Would, I would say too, the way that I track is different than the way that most people track. So okay. most people are very strict on like, oh, I have to hit like three hundred grams of carbs, fifty grams, mm-hmm. of fat, like whatever. I don't do that. Okay. I, I also don't eat the exact same amount every day. So I kind of base it off of like my calorie average for the week, okay. so a span of like seven days. Um, and then I'll just make sure I hit at least, you know, a certain amount of protein Okay. and that's how I go about it. Okay. So it's a lot more of like a flexible tracking. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Exactly. So okay. it's like, if there's a day that I eat like this much and maybe a day that I eat this much at the end of the week, it still averages out to, to that much. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Cause yeah. I, my eating is like that. I'm, I don't eat the same every day, yeah, yeah. but I was like, if you're tracking every day, I feel like that would be a trigger. Yeah. If I was, me. if I was tracking I like not, that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I for could, sure. You know, and I tell people all the time, like, unless you are really like you're at a starting point and you're trying to lose weight, it's important you track your food, right? Yeah. A 100%. If you're trying to lose weight and make progress, um, in the gym, like, and, and 
regardless of what it is if you're trying to lose weight you have to track you have to see mm-hmm. okay what foods you're eating and you do have to transition from being able to eat what you want to eat and clean like that's yeah. just part of it you're not going to be avoid be able to avoid it but if you've gotten to a good spot i know some people love tracking but for me that is a trigger mm-hmm. for me like i could i done it before and i couldn't i just make sure that i without doing the numbers i track in my head okay i've had around 100 130 grams of protein a day i've had like okay i've had this much fat this morning i probably should watch my fat intake a little bit later at night that's the way that i do tracking and it works for me but i think you've made a really good point that you have to find out what works for you and everybody's different so if her method works for you great if her if my method works for you great if you have your own method that works that's great not everybody's method is going to be the same as long as it works for you Mm -hmm. okay we're almost done um how hard would you say binge eating has been? And I know you're still de- dealing with it, but how hard is it, would you say, to overcome? And what tools would you say will have helped you and help you? Yeah. So um, I feel like it's been very hard to yeah. overcome because, like I said, like it's been very like up and down, I would say, since you know I was a teenager. And... You know, I've, I've definitely done some things where I, you know, think, you know, that was a mistake that probably made it worse. Or, yeah. You know, um, this and that. And like we were saying earlier, too, um, binge eating is a lot. It is kind of like an addiction to food. Yeah. Um, whereas, like, again, with like, I I hate to, like, compare it to, like, alcoholics or, like, drug, a- drug yeah, addicts. Yeah, I know. But, but it's kind of like the same thing in a sense. But, like, you can't avoid food. Yeah. You have, you have to eat eat food every day to live. And especially, you know, if you are, you know, weightlifting and everything else, you need to make sure, you know, you're properly like fueling yourself and mm-hmm. everything else. So you got to eat every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I would say some of the tools that have definitely helped me, like, obviously I have not been to therapy, but I think just like finding people in your circle that can like really understand you. Um, and if you do have the ability to kind of like take yourself out of like toxic environments Mm -hmm. um like I feel like moving to Texas for me has been a really big thing for me um and helping me just like overall I think look at life differently um and I feel like my life has just done a full 180 in the past year and I I was in a very like toxic life and work environment this time last year Mm -hmm. so um I would say another like tool could be like meditation Mm -hmm. journaling Mm -hmm. um I tried yoga. I, mm. I didn't love it, but yeah. I, I have heard it's worked for other people. Yeah. So if you're into that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. No, you make really good points. I think especially like getting out of any toxic environment there, moving to Texas for me was a whole game changer yeah. too. Um, and you know, some people deal with a lot of toxicity in their families and not that the families they don't love their families is that sometimes family can cause a lot of strain and stress on you. So just being a little bit farther away from that helps, um, setting boundaries with people too, because I think all these, all these things when it comes to triggers can be stress related too. Right. So Mm kind of taking away, okay, like if this is a trigger, let me put a boundary there. Um, but yeah, I think that's, you made a really good point. Just like surrounding yourself with people that understand you. Um, and can kind of like watch your back and just like be like, Hey, you know, like, maybe you're, you know, doing something that you shouldn't be doing right yeah. now. Um, obviously that's not always going to stop someone that's already in that like state, Yeah. but it can be helpful. And mm-hmm. kind of like what we were talking about too, if, if you genuinely like deep down know that you can't have a certain food in your house, like work on yourself first. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might be one of those things, like for me, for example, like 
I really like, I'm trying to think of something. I like Reese's a lot. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if I really want a Reese's, I know, you know, maybe I should just go down to 7-Eleven, just get, you know, one, one Reese's <laughs> yeah, one, yeah. and just like enjoy it. And then it kind of like will keep me from eating like an entire bag if I have a whole bag of like the mini size yeah. or something like No, that. yeah, I mean, I agree. I'm a big cookie person, okay? Yeah. They make, the grocery store makes these little mini M&M ones, that whole thing. I'm like, I'm just going to have a cookie when I go out because if I bring that whole thing home, yeah. I'm just going to eat three here in the morning, three at night, again, three at lunch, like, you know, and it's yeah. just not for me, like, it, it, it's not a binge thing for me, but it's like, okay, I don't want to be, at the end of the day, have eaten 10 cookies, you know, it's yeah. not good for me. So yeah. I think that's really good too. Yeah. Just if you want something, if you're out, just have it instead of bringing it back home, like a bring a big amount back home where yeah. it might mess you yeah. up. I feel like uh, <coughs> Uber Eats has made it way too easy though to like have just everything at your fingertips. Yeah, so, like, I'm sure for that. Um, another, I think good tip could be like, for example, if if alcohol is a trigger for you, yeah. Um, this is hard because it's like you need Uber when yeah, you're yeah. like out. Uh -huh. I was gonna say like delete your like food delivery apps if okay. you're like if drinking is a trigger for you if you come back and maybe you like order food yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But um, I've heard that a lot of my clients um, they actually say that that's one of their biggest struggles that they go out to eat. Yeah. I mean, go out to dinner on Saturday and then go to the club or whatever and then come back home at three a.m. and then yeah. order food and yeah. it's like now they've ruined all this progress that they made during the week because they will literally go ham and it's like either you have to be really good about not over drinking at night. That's going to cause you to get to that state of mind where you're really drunk and you want that. You food. don't care. Or like you said, like you just really have to have the power of will to be like, I'm not going to order any food or delete those apps so that you're not tempted to eat yeah. those food or even like surround yourself with people. Like, so for example, for me, my friends like to go out to eat afterwards. Mm -hmm. Chris doesn't, my husband doesn't really like to. So what will happen? He'll be like, let's just go home. And I'm like, he's like, if you're hungry, if you're still hungry by the time we, we get home, we'll order something. Nine mm -hmm. times out of 10, I'm usually so tired. Exactly. You and, just go to and, sleep. And anyways. I go to sleep. So yeah. he's been, he's a great help too. So yeah. like maybe having a friend that'll keep you accountable. We're like, okay, we're not going to eat when we go out or, or something like mm -hmm. that. You know, mm -hmm. that actually helps too. Yeah. But yeah, drinking is a trigger for some yeah. other people well, too. Well, and I feel like even too, just like being hung over the next day sometimes oh, is yeah. a trigger That's for me. Because it's like, yeah. you already feel lazy. You're already like in that state where like all of your like, serotonin and dopamine is just yeah. like low from drinking yeah. and then it's like you just feel lazy so you're just like ah you know yeah. i'm just gonna eat whatever, whatever. today yeah um, um but yeah no i think you've made really good points and like we talked about um the example that i gave with like alcohol and drug addicts and stuff like that ever <laughs> i know that those are in different categories yeah. guys but you also have to understand for the people who um will be negative like binge eating is also an issue and it's not something that it's like well I just like to eat there's a difference between I just like to eat or I like food to where you have an actual problem with binge eating so it's two different things and I really like that Lane Norton he's a fucking scientist okay he was like that is one of the hardest pe things for people to overcome because you cannot tell people to just stop eating yeah. so that's what I mean by that please don't be like oh my god she's comparing eating to alcoholism because it's not that it's that binge eating in itself it's a whole different animal and for people if you have family members or people who have gone through this or you haven't even noticed that they have an issue and you've probably thought it's like oh they just overeat they might have an issue so actually like reach out to them and take out that judgment that you may have instead be like how can i help you what are things that i can do to help you yeah because um, i feel like a lot of times too binge eaters they will do it like 
in private. Yeah. Like, cause it's an, yeah. it's an embarrassing thing. Like yeah. I, I will even admit, like I was a little nervous going on this podcast talking about it because it is something that is embarrassing to talk about. Like I, I've even been in like parking lots before, just like chowing down on like an entire box of donuts, like just looking around, seeing if people are yeah. going to see me in my car. Yeah. But it's like in that moment, it's like, it doesn't even like matter. No, and then it's matters. like, you look back and yeah. you're like, why did I do that? Yeah. Like it's no, yeah. so crazy. I actually had a few moments like that um, during my prep three years, because I prepped in 2020, three years ago, where, because my restriction with um, my prep that time was so much. It was like, mm-hmm. like whole extreme. And I remember literally getting like some chocolates that I wanted and I was sitting in my car looking around like, and that's what I was on prep. And I was like, I know I'm not supposed to be having this, but I wanted it so bad. And you're like, at that point, you're like, I don't give a fuck who sees. But at the same time, you don't want anyone to see. So then you throw away the wrappers, you throw away any evidence that you even had anything. Like Chris had no knowledge that I was Mm -hmm. going through this because I wasn't going to tell him because I was so embarrassed that I was on prep and I like had this, had something I wasn't supposed to have. And two, it's like, now you realize, oh shit, I may have a, I may have a problem, you know? Yeah. Like when you yeah. didn't want to realize that you had a problem, but now you're like, oh fuck, I have a problem and I probably need to deal with this problem. Yeah, you know? no, cause like I remember that day too. Like I literally went to like multiple places for like donuts, yeah. like just donuts, like multiple places for like full boxes of them. And yeah. it's like that, that's not normal. Yeah. Um, But I want to say too, like, I feel like last year, like I feel like I had a stint over the summer where it was really bad again. Um, and like I said, I am out up about like 15 pounds up from like that really low point. Okay. And I wish I could say all of that was like healthy weight gain, mm-hmm. but like, I will say well, that was like binging and yeah. full transparency. And like before that time, like I did, obviously what got me to that low point was I was working kind of like what I said, I was in a very like toxic, like place. I was working a job I hated. I just did not like my life at mm. all. So what I started to do was I started to restrict my food a lot and just go ham on exercise like during the week. Mm-hmm. And then on the weekends, I would still binge, but I was still, I guess, in a deficit from the week prior. Yeah. So then I just got super small. Yeah, but, yeah, that's crazy to think about. Yeah. Okay, Um. so before we close, I have the last Sorry. question. What um, advice would you give other women or guys who are dealing with it? I think biggest piece of advice when it happens, the worst thing you can do is beat yourself up about it yeah. that next day. Um, Cause that's when it just starts to put you in a spiral. Um, don't beat yourself up. Just know that you are not alone. Like I think a lot more people struggle with this than you would realize. Um, but again, it is in a very embarrassing thing mm. to admit that you struggle with, especially at some of the links that, you know, you will go to when you're in a binge or the things that you will do in order to have those binges. Um, but I think for me, just like kind of like switching my mindset to less of like a scarcity and extreme mindset when it comes to food, like the food's still going to be there. You can still, you want to feel good that next day. I think that's another like good reminder is like you want to feel good and able to like live and do your life the next day. And like binges can really hold you back from that. Um, so just like switching your mindset and just like really, if you wake up the next day, like telling yourself it's going to be a good day and start like kind of setting routines for yourself. I think that's a very big thing, um, that just like kind of like make you feel good and start to kind of like flip that cycle. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think like what you said too, 
um, you know, not every day is perfect. We all have our bad days, but just like waking up the next day and being like, it's a new day. Whatever happened yeah. in the past happened. You can't go back and change it. And there's no point of you beating yourself up for it because you can't go back and change it. So what you can do is focus on that day and try to make the best out of that day. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think you made a really good point. And, um, I know it's like when you, when you see Sarah, you know, I know, um, for you, like weight gain has been your, like a struggle for you to gain the weight. And I know for some people who do deal with binge eating, probably they gain the weight really, really fast. Mm -hmm. And for them, that's a mental struggle. And this binge eating is so big. And like I said, everyone's journey is so different. So find things that will help you. And I know, I know it can be so embarrassing for, you know, for people. And like you said, you're in your car and you're embarrassed, but it's like, Mm -hmm. I think the more we accept that it's an issue and the more open we are, the better other people can understand this issue that yeah, we have. But for sure. I'm just really grateful for you for, you know, I know it's hard for you to come yeah. on here and share your story, but I know it's going to help a lot of people. So I'm just like really thankful that you came on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So that was Sarah guys. Um, if you want to leave where people can follow you and, or if they have any questions where they can reach out. Yeah. So my Instagram is Sarah dot brust. It's like rust, but with a B in front of it. TikTok hates me, um, so I'm about to start like my eighth TikTok. Oh God! Um, so stay stay updated with that new account username because <laughs> okay. gonna have to go through all that. And then uh, I do have an OnlyFans. Okay, um, yeah, shut it out. It's uh, Sarah Love XX. Um, okay. So yeah, yeah. I will actually be uh, interviewing her for uh, an OnlyFans uh, episode. So stay tuned for that because I'm really excited to get her input. Input, and we haven't really. It's been a while since I talked about OnlyFans on here and I've had a few of you girls reach out asking questions. So it'll probably be up in the next month or so. But yeah, um, I'll put all her information still down in the bio too in case you guys want to follow her and if you guys want to have um, or ask her any questions. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, don't forget to follow, follow the um, Instagram account, share it on your stories if you feel like you resonated with it. And uh, obviously I love when you guys send me messages. So if this episode resonated with you, please send me a message. Um, and I love you guys all so much. I'll see you guys next week. Hey